Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show. Danny Sarek joins me. We'll preview Friday's preseason opener. A lot of young players will be featured with a handful of starters seeing reps. Just the next step in the evaluation and determining the 53-man roster. But first, Hard Knocks is coming soon. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 579, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2. Hit in the backfield and down he goes for a loss. J.J. Watt nailed it. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. He's at the 10, half a 5. He's in again. Some more Murray Magic. Wow. Here's Craig Grealoux. So Wednesday marked the final open practice of training camp. Friday marks the first preseason game. And then Wednesday, November 9th, marks the season debut of Hard Knocks featuring your Arizona Cardinals. And Danny, you actually have experience with Hard Knocks. I do not. So I'm looking forward to how this all plays out in season, not training camp. But you do have experience very, very little experience. But it's still more than I do. <laughs> that is true. Uh, last year, when Hard Knocks was covering the Dallas Cowboys throughout the preseason and training camp, when I was still employed there, um, I had a cameo in the the drone shot that went over that went the star viral. district. That went not because of me, but yes, coincidentally, I was you in the said shot. It. I was just going to let go with the flow here. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's funny how it happened. I, I don't have a lot of experience with Hard Knocks because the Cowboys spend most of their training camp out in Oxnard, California, where I was not. So that's kind of how I ended up in the shot to begin with was Hard Knocks. A few of their um, their staff, their production crew came back to the star in Frisco ahead of the Cowboys so they could get some shots ready to go of the team arriving. So they had reached out to someone in our department saying, can we get a like a fake reporter? And they were then they responded and said, okay. well, we have a real reporter here. <laughs> so I remember I woke up. Oh, it was so early. Like I had a, like five in the morning had to be there and did the shot a handful of times. It was super cool to be a part of. Um, so we'll see. I'm not sure that how much of a role <laughs> I'll be playing. Seems like there will be plenty to focus on with the team itself when Hard Knocks gets here, so I'm I'm not expecting to have any cameos. The series will begin following week nine, so that's against the Seahawks. And then each Wednesday, with the exception of December 7th, which is after the team's bye week. But this is the second straight year HBO and NFL films have kind of embedded themselves in season with the team. Last year was the Indianapolis Colts. Cardinals do have experience with an in-season production, all or nothing back in 2015, but that was released at the end in the offseason. So, and really there were a lot of people, and this was before I was a part, officially a part of the Arizona Cardinals, but there were a lot of people that were not aware that this was going on at the time. We will know what is going on, and there will be things that we see and hear that maybe we don't know about and have to wait until we see it on television but I am fascinated that it's in season versus training camp because that's a different animal especially because training camp the starters pretty much know who they are it's the younger players battling and roster cuts season now that's when everyone has their is really dialed up because that's their livelihood Sundays is their livelihood and now there are going to be cameras meeting rooms Maybe GoPros. How 
how in depth, how behind the scenes are we going to get for a lot of this stuff? I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's the biggest difference is training camp. All you're talking about is yourself. You're looking at film from practices, these preseason games, but during the season, you're obviously in those meeting rooms talking about players and you know that you're going a big name players you're going up against and specific teams and I think that's why some players are not very excited about having cameras everywhere in the building I know offensive lineman Kelvin Beecham has been very vocal as one of those players who's not very excited he's joked when I've talked to him about it and said how would you feel if there was a camera that followed you around all day at your job and in my head I'm thinking it is pretty similar to the job <laughs> that I do but I do get his point of being candid and constantly having those eyes on you and Suddenly, the parts of the building that felt very safe and private will not totally be safe and private. So they're going to have to think about what they're going to say before they say it and all kinds of things. So I definitely see that perspective. But I am very excited because Hard Knocks does such a great job with their access and telling great stories. I'll be honest, I didn't watch any of the Colts in season last year. I feel like it was... It was just so much football. So I, I probably should go back and, and watch some of those episodes to get an idea of what's going to be going on. I do like hard knocks when they do it during training camp in the preseason, but I didn't watch the Colts last year. I watched one episode. Oh, let me guess which episode. You're going to know exactly which episode. Did it happen around a major holiday? It did. It hmm. happened Did around... it happen at State Farm Stadium? Yes, it did. Ah. Because the Cardinals hosted the Colts, Colts won that game. I did watch that episode. just On Christmas. On Christmas, just to kind of see from a Cardinals perspective, which was a wrong way to watch it because you weren't going to get anything, but just, just to see what was said or done. But that was the high point of an end season. And then the low point, how that year ended for the Colts, losing to the Jaguars and seeing that in the locker room and the raw emotion of that defeat that cost Indianapolis a playoff spot. So you're walking into this talking about the Arizona Cardinals. So, yeah, you can have the roller coaster effect, but you certainly hope based off of when this is happening, the last two years, the end of the season has not gone well for the Arizona Cardinals. And this is when now the cameras will be rolling. And there's a school of thought, Kingsbury has brought it up, that maybe this will maybe get everyone's attention and be a little bit more focused on finishing strong because we know how the season has started. But now the cameras aren't going to join you until, well, a year ago you would have been 7-2. and two. Or 7-0 and oh, and then 10-2. and two. So that, I don't know, it, it's, it's an interesting experiment from that standpoint, but how – engage these players well maybe some will just forget the cameras are there and go about their everyday life as if it was not being filmed I can't imagine any of the players or coaches will use the very little free time they have during the season to watch hard knocks like the episodes about them but I am interested to see if any of them will I mean do you think any players are going to watch during the season there's no way it'll be difficult you're right but they're going to get asked about it because we're going to ask. Maybe that's, it, maybe that's the reason not to watch, so that they don't have an answer when we ask. Now, typically, as we kind of peel the curtain back here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, if this airs on Wednesday night, then all right, typically Kingsbury speaks Wednesday and Friday. But Vance Joseph, over the last several years, has spoken on Thursday. He is going to be the first coach that gets asked, hey, last night – 
X, Y, and Z happened or whomever, what player is interviewed on that Thursday. Hey, last night this was shown to get their reaction. So whether they watch it or not, they're going to get asked about it. So you have to prepare. And the media relations department does a great job. So these players aren't going to be surprised. Vance Joseph has been around the league for a long, long time. He's not going to be surprised by anything he gets asked. But it's not like I didn't watch it and that's the end of it. <laughs> no, because something that's going to happen, then it becomes the next day and then the next day. And this can be the entire second half of the season. I'm excited, though. I think it's going to be cool to see. I'm going to keep an eye out for you, Craig, making any sort cameos. of cameos. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be guessing. like, I know him. <laughs> yeah, probably no cameos uh, for me. But this does lead us into a discussion on what's going on in this current Hard Knocks training camp. The Detroit Lions are having theirs, and that is finally debuted. And it brought up or came to a discussion with Kingsbury earlier on Wednesday that the rookie performances that every team does. And there was a specific rookie performance that Kingsbury brought up, and it was Manny Jones, undrafted rookie defensive lineman out of Colorado State, teammates with Trey McBride. But Manny Jones, according to the head coach, did an impersonation of Kyler Murray, your franchise quarterback, and got some rave reviews. There is film of this. I have not seen it. I hope to see it at some point. Kingsbury joked, said, oh, it's in-house. Well, Danny, you and I are, we're in-house, I think. Maybe not football ops in-house, but there's got to be a way we can get our hands on this video just to see what Manny was able to do. I would love to see the video. I have not seen it. I can't attest that that is what happened because when I was at the at the Wigwam, the resort where the team is staying, I was working out at this long table where we eat meals and it's outside a lot of the meeting rooms and I was working um, on, a, on, a, on a video and the whole team is in this ballroom and the, the sound proof is great because we really can't hear anything out there unless everyone is really clapping or cheering. And so a group of us are working out um, on this uh, at this table and we see Manny come out and he takes off his jacket. He's wearing a shirt. He's got on like these gray sweatpants. He, you know, puts the, the do-rag on his head and, and, but wears it the way Kyler does where it's, you know, the straps are just hanging low and we're kind of laughing like, is he supposed to be Kyler? And then he walks in and it's just an uproar of every, like you, that you can actually hear through the doors being shut. So it did look pretty spot on for Kyler Murray. Uh, Manny Jones is a little bigger built. I will say that was probably the only difference, but I'm sure the video was great because it looked funny, at least from the little bit that we got to see. Manny Jones, 6'4", 290. Kyler Murray, 5'10", 207. A little different. So a little different. But you had the firsthand account of what, trying to paint the picture of what Manny looked like. Now, A.J. Green, Gave Jones an A. Trace McSorley, Steven Anderson gave Jones a 7 out of 10. Not so bad. I'm impressed. And the most important aspect, and AJ shared this with us, is that Kyler thought it was funny. He enjoyed it. He was smiling, laughing, because AJ said, yeah, they were a little nervous because everyone was looking back. What's Kyler going to think about this? What's his reaction going to be? But all in good fun. The quarterback laughed it up. So, hey, that's that's difficult. I mean, 
if you perform in front of a group, however large, but now you've got an undrafted rookie player trying to make this 53-man roster. And whether it was his idea or not, probably not. I'm sure someone, maybe J.J. Watt, I'd just, just a guess, a wild guess, said, hey, do this. And he was committed, according to the head coach. As Sounds far like as, it was all yeah. in good fun, though. So. I like it. But I need to get this video. I need to see it. You actually, more than anyone, actually kind of saw the behind the scenes before yes. the performance. Yes. Okay. I don't have video. You just got to take my word for it. Oh, I take your word for it. <laughs> I, I, I believe everything that comes out of your mouth here on oh, Cardinals. Oh, that I would not recommend. Hyundai, partner of the Arizona Cardinals as we continue. As we said, this was the final open practice here on Wednesday. Next week, all close to the media ahead of the Baltimore Ravens game nationally televised. But before that game, this Friday in Cincinnati, 4.30 kickoff, 12.30 pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. We've all talked about the depth chart, who is and who's not going to play. I'll say this, Kingsbury did mention that Dennis Gardeck, Zavin Collins, and Marco Wilson will play. Those are among the handful of defensive starters that will see reps. But for most of that game on Friday, you're going to see a lot of backups. Guys fighting for roster positions, roster spots, and get some good work in. And a lot of the focus, because Kyler's not going to play, Colt McCoy's not going to play, but looking at the quarterback, everyone's eyes always focus on the quarterback. And there has been this, I don't know, murmur, uh, a little bit of a buzz amongst us on the sidelines as far as, one, does this team keep three quarterbacks as they have? And is there a possibility that that third quarterback is Jarrett Garantano, who was a rookie tryout and signed as the fourth quarterback to supplant Trace McSorley? I think you have to keep three quarterbacks, especially after learning that Colt McCoy has been dealing with some arm soreness in his throwing arm. I think you have to, at this point, expect to carry three quarterbacks. On the active uh, roster. Until Yes, until you get a better idea of – his arm might be totally fine within the next month before the season opener. Who knows? But I think at this point you should have the mindset of wanting to carry three quarterbacks on the active roster. It seems not a given because, you know, they're both here for a reason, but doesn't it kind of feel like this is Trace McSorley's – spot to lose I would think so just based off of his experience, experience within the offense this is his first full offseason and first full training camp with the Cardinals but his ability knowledge of the offense I'll say this and Kingsbury's been praising McSorley as far as not only his ability but just knowledge of the offense. And he does have good size at 6 feet 202, so he's a little bit bigger than a Kyler Murray. But Garantano, I think, has a stronger arm. The ball seems to come out of his hand a little bit quicker than McSorley. And there's where the edge would be as far as just skill set quarterback to quarterback. But that's, that's only part of the story. Knowledge of the offense, can you get rid of the ball quickly can you scan that defense make the proper read the proper adjustment and get the ball to your pass catchers that I think will be on display obviously this week and then over the next two preseason games how much of a competition can there be or is there 
This could be a stretch, but I wonder, Colt McCoy's contract extension was one year he signed in this offseason, correct? Correct. And I wonder if how much of their decision is going to be... Well, he's signed for this year and next year. And, and next yes. year. Even still, I wonder if it's too soon or if the decision is also going to be based upon, after those two years, if Colt McCoy decides it's time to hang up the cleats, could one of these two quarterbacks, Garantano or McSorley, be that next true backup quarterback to Kyler Murray? I don't know. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe that's not what's on their mind, and it's just we need a third quarterback on the roster, and after they get through these three preseason games, which of the two quarterbacks do they feel will handle, could handle that role better if they are put in that situation to go out and play in a game? But I wonder if maybe that's part of the thought process of not even just who might be better right now, but the potential and, and who you can mold into what you want as a backup quarterback. Garantano at times has looked a little bit better to me anyway. And again, that's not watching every single rep of every single practice, but he has had more of the, I guess, wow moments earlier on Wednesday. He threw a nice over the shoulder pass to Aitman near the sideline. And then of course, later on during 11 on 11, he was picked off by Ben Neiman. So it's kind of those it's that roller coaster, you know, a couple positives, but then there's a negative as well. But it's just the way that ball leaves his hand, and you need to be able to throw that – you need to be able to get that ball out quick. You don't have time to stand in the pocket. And I think both of those quarterbacks at times during teamwork hang on to that football longer than they should, and this was a real game. It would have been a sack or they're throwing the ball away. I'd agree with you. Um, from what I've seen at practice as well. And that's what's going to be great about these preseason games is knowing it's these two quarterbacks going to be getting the snap. So we'll see, you know, how much that translates from the field onto the game and get a better look between these two different quarterbacks because that's all we're going to see. And again, it, it, it's, a, it's a conversation here in August. We better not, let's hope we're not having this conversation in September or at any point in the regular season. Kyler Murray doesn't get hurt. Colt McCoy doesn't get hurt. You don't want to have to go down to your third-string quarterback. The Cardinals have had to in their history, and it's never good. It's never good for any team, Danny, to be playing with a third-string quarterback or your third quarterback that particular season. It derails everything. I do have an exception, okay. and I, I'm i probably going to regret bringing this up for everybody listening because it'll be the second Marty, time bringing this up. I was just going to say Dak Prescott with Tony Romo's back and then Kellen Moore, I think it was a leg or an ankle he broke, and then it was Dak Prescott as a rookie in the preseason, and he got the job and he kept it. But I do understand your point <laughs> of you never want to go to a third-string quarterback, and I'm not disagreeing with that, and I'm just going to make that clear. But flashback, that is an example. Okay, flashback to that moment and your emotions when you see your starter <laughs> oh, go Oh, you're down. not excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, the fan base throws everything yes. out the window. Yes. Season's done. Yes. That's the immediate reaction. Anytime the quarterback goes down, you learn that it's season. Season's over, and you bring in a backup. Yeah, there have been backup quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls, but it's that rarity. It's not the yes. norm. It's the exception. Absolutely. Can it happen? Sure. Anything can happen, <laughs> but it typically doesn't happen when you're down to your third-string quarterback. It's right. Just, you it's don't want to find feasible. yourself in that situation. Yeah. Absolutely. So, But a lot of the younger players – on the field, and a lot of the draft picks are going to get spotlighted. Christian Matthew, the late-round cornerback, was someone that Kingsbury singled out, mentioned that he wanted to see him in live action. 
And now that's the next step because it's one thing to do it on the practice field in a controlled environment. Now all of a sudden you got however many thousands of people. MyJ Sanders mentioned that earlier this week that he's going to play in front of more people on Friday than he probably has ever had in his career. And now the lights are on. It's not nationally televised, but everyone can see it eventually on NFL Network. How do you respond as a young player, either your first or second year in the league, when all of a sudden it's like, okay, I need to perform, otherwise I'm on my way out the door? This is crunch time. Teams are about to start making cuts. You can have great performances at OTAs, mini camp, training camp. But you're right. If you can't show up and show out when the lights are on, they're not going to keep you just to keep you because they liked you in practice. So this is crunch time for players to perform well in these preseason games, take advantage of the reps that you're getting, because teams are going to start making cuts. Well, the first cuts happen next Tuesday. you got to get down to 85. So you got to eliminate five players by next Tuesday, the 16th. So this is, this is when it becomes real, when all of a sudden you might get that tap on the shoulder and say, so-and-so wants to see you. Bring your iPad. Bring your iPad. Yeah. So that's, that's where we're at here in training camp. It's week three. Any players that you're going to be focused on that you like to see or that has stood out in practice, like, all right, now take that next step? You know, of course I want to see the how Myjay Sanders performs. That's a big when you're looking at outside linebackers, pass rushers, a big area a lot of people have their eye on uh, when looking at this defense. I'm intrigued by the running back Keontae Ingram, the rookie, so I think – just because there's so many running backs right now in that room that decisions are going to have to be made. So, you know, when you look at him or Jonathan Ward, who has been really great on special teams before, you know, you have a room with Eno Benjamin behind Darrell Williams and James Conner. It, it, there's there's going to have to be decisions made in that room. So I'm excited to see Keontae Ingram out there. How many do you keep? Do you dare keep five? Can you afford to keep no. five at the expense of be, another position? It's got to be four and then a practice squad. Which is risky to begin, you know, players on practice squad are not always secure from other teams. So, I don't know, something, uh, he, he's Keonta Ingram. I'm going to stick with that on a player. Okay. I'm interested, and I was talking with someone on the sideline from the personnel department about, hey, give me someone that we're not talking enough about. And they mentioned Lasita Smith who has never played center in his entire life, and all of a sudden you get to the highest league in the world, you're playing center. And I asked, all right, you can play center. I go, how's his snaps? Because it's one thing to play center, but here it's not just snapping into the quarterback. You're in shotgun about 95% of the time. And I was told they're decent. And I even kind of paid attention a little bit earlier on Wednesday. and At times they, the ball just seemed to float backwards as opposed to a real crisp snap so if Lasita Smith can learn that and this is not being critical at all I mean he has literally never played the position and is doing it here for the first time but if he can be that third string behind a Sean Harlow because you don't know about Rodney Hudson he was banged up last season yeah he's under contract for 2023 but he contemplated retirement this past offseason so you're not quite sure is Lasita Smith a draft pick can you work him in to become a center and maybe a viable center in the future? Lasia Smith and the other rookie offensive lineman, Marquise Hayes, have received a lot of praise from their veteran offensive lineman and the coaching staff. So that's another another great spot to keep your eye on in the preseason games. For Harder sure. to keep an eye on, especially if you're not in attendance, watching 
the offensive line or defensive line on television. And that's where I'm at this weekend. It's a little bit more difficult because you kind of have to watch whatever the camera is focused on. Right, right. Absolutely. So there are several starters that will not be in attendance. There's one more as well. Danny is going to be missing. Are you calling me a starter? Am I on the A-team crowd? Yes, you're a starter. That's so sweet, yes. We can also rule out Danny Sarek as part of the broadcast, either here in Arizona or there in Cincinnati, missing yeah, this preseason game. Unfortunately, yes. I do have to miss the first preseason game. It is for a good reason. Um, they are always good reasons. They're always good reasons. I'm in a wedding, um, a college friend, a sorority sister of mine, so – I did book the flight many, many, many months ago for very early Friday morning trying to manifest a Thursday preseason game. Unfortunately, that is not the way the cards fell, so I will not be in attendance for this first preseason game. I will be there in spirit, and then I will be there for the other two. By the way, who books a fall wedding during football season? People who don't work in sports. My brother did it when he got married, and I was like, what are you doing? It's just not... It's just not smart. Think of everyone else that you're inviting to this wedding that has to miss either a Saturday college game or a Sunday NFL game. I will be sure to let my friend, <laughs> the bride, let let her know your sentiments on that, Craig. And I'll keep you posted on what she says. All right, before we let Danny go pack for her big trip this weekend, let's promote something here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Your, I wouldn't say weekly, but regularly scheduled, and I think weekly during the regular season, right? Yes. Sideline exchange, that is happening as well here in training camp, and you had a chance to stop who earlier on Wednesday? Wide receiver Rondell Moore. Yeah, I'd been trying to get him. <laughs> he kept, he just kept trying to say, oh, no, 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 you know, we'll push it off, we'll push it off, but thankfully I forced him to do it. No, he was great. He, he's always great in those interviews. Um, was so, it worthwhile? Yes. So go check it out on our website, YouTube channel. It'll be on our social media channels as well. And I can't remember. Game on. Game it's on. It's your we only should... defeat? He's the only one yes, that has Yes, I did you? not bring that up, but thank you okay. for that, Craig. Uh, Game on, a series that we started in the offseason where I play kid games and get to know the players as people, not just football players. And I beat wide receiver Antoine Wesley oh, in lawn great. bowling. She's listing everything. I beat... Tight end Trey McBride in Cornhole. We've got, I'm not going to say how it ends. We've got rookie Myj Sanders. We've got an episode we played bocce ball. That one will come out soon. Over the very first episode, mini basketball against Rondell Moore, and he gave me my only loss. Up until this point, I'm not going to say how Myj ends, but at least through those three between Tweezy, Trey McBride, and Rondell Moore, Rondell handed me my only loss. So, told, And he likes to remind me that. I've told you privately, I'll tell you publicly, Better be careful in how many times you win these games because it might reduce the number of players who want to compete with you in said games. I'm not going to go easy on them just because they're professional athletes, Craig. Okay. At least Rondell Moore didn't lose. That's good. Yes. But Antoine Wesley. Otherwise, people might think it's rigged, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But go check them out. They're fun. AZCardinals.com and, of course, the Arizona Cardinals official YouTube channel as well. Danny, enjoy the wedding. Thank you. Bird Gang, enjoy Friday's preseason game against the Cincinnati Bengals. 4.30 kickoff, 12.30 pregame coverage on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. And on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. 
For Danny Sarek, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.